Welcome to another episode of the Zenpreneur Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want more money and less stress. The Zenpreneur Podcast is hosted by serial entrepreneur and high-performance coach Mario Lanzarotti. Listen as Mario and his inspiring guests share the insights, strategies, and habits that allow you to grow your business with peace of mind so you can enjoy more wealth and freedom. Learn how to build the mindset and habits you need to find the balance between a successful business and a thriving personal life. And now, here is your host, Mario Lanzarotti. Hello and welcome, my friends. This is your host, Mario Lanzarotti. Welcome to the Zenpreneur Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest and a very exciting topic to dive in. Her name is Lauren. She's also known as Lo, and she is the founder and CEO of the House of Lo, a sanctuary for the soul. Her mission is to dismantle the culture of fear and scarcity. Oh, yes, I like that. And activate a new culture of love and abundance on earth. She is passionate about creating safe spaces and bridges for everyone to heal, connect, and activate their unique soul gifts. Lauren, welcome to the show. Mm -hmm. We're here. I'm so excited, Mario. Thank you for having me, truly. Well, thank you for being here. I'm, I was very excited about this conversation for a long time. I know you and I, we've had uh, some uh, challenges in uh, getting together, but we yeah. finally made it. And before we dive into the conversation, for people that are tuning in and listening, can you explain what is it that you can help somebody do that is listening today? Yeah. Most people are feel really trapped in their lives. Most people don't feel free. And at the end of the day, what I want to help people do is break free from the old paradigms of fear and scarcity, from really the illusion of fear and scarcity. So I am a mentor. I am a guide. I am a teacher. I, I am someone that definitely ignites people. And that's what I want to do um, and activates people. The ideas I come with, the way I live, what I've experienced, I pray I can pass on to someone else to have their own experience of magic on this earth. And so I am really here to be a mentor for people in activating abundance in their lives in all areas, career, health, vitality, relationships, personal fulfillment, spiritual expansion. And I, I love going deep with people one-on-one. -on -one. And there's also opportunity to work with me in groups, but I'm really looking for those people that are ready to break free. Mm, I love that. And very much in alignment with my whole philosophy. And, you know, for, for my listeners know that I like to dissect things and to look at them from different perspectives because abundance is a big, has become a big buzzword in, in the social media world. Everybody throws it around. So I want to clarify, when you speak about abundance, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. Thank you for asking that. Abundance to me is the fundamental knowing that there is more than enough for everyone to thrive on this planet. And what I mean by that is a lot of people, a lot of us get caught up in what other people want or desire or what the culture celebrates or puts on a pedestal. And we know the stories of people that have millions of dollars that are still broken inside and are still living from scarcity, even with millions of dollars in the bank. 
So it isn't about physical money. I know our culture tells us that. I know our ego will tell us that. But at the end of the day, what is true fulfillment for you, for me, for everyone listening is different. And the journey to embodying abundance consciousness is going within to understand what do I really desire? Some people want to be nomadic for the rest of their lives. They don't want to buy a house. They don't want to be tied to any physical location. That to them is freedom. And they don't even need to live or be in the most luxurious spaces. Some people want to live luxuriously every day. And that's how they feel filled up in their lives. Some people find that abundance is creating a family, that abundance is an abundance of relationships. My intention and what I have learned with the people I've worked with in my own and myself is that we truly want balance in all these areas of our life. We don't want to feel constricted by money. We don't want to feel trapped by relationships. We don't want to feel trapped in our own body based on our health and vitality. I think the fundamental reason or rationale for why someone should explore the path of abundance consciousness and embodying this way of being is to truly experience and taste freedom in a human body. That makes it very, very clear. So if I understand you correctly, you're saying abundance is based on the idea that there's more than enough. And because there's more than enough, you as an individual, you get to choose your life on your terms. You get to decide, what is it that I truly genuinely want? Do I want to live a nomadic lifestyle or do I want to stay in my hometown, get a house, get married, have kids? What is it that I genuinely decide for myself? And so then abundance, if I understand correctly, you then have the freedom to pursue what you really want. That's right. Okay, good. Now, before we dive deeper into abundance, I want to know where did your journey start? Because usually people go through an experience of scarcity. So I'm curious, what did you go through? Were you brought up this way to talk about abundance and to feel abundance all the time? Or what happened in your life? Mm -hmm. Thank you for asking that. I accessed in my childhood with my family aspects of abundance. What I would observe from a young child was my parents who didn't have much were always very generous, generous mm. in spirit, generous with money, generous in heart. They would welcome people into our home. They were generous all around. And it always came back to them. I witnessed that. And it might've been five years later, it might've, and it might've come back. It often came back in a form that we wouldn't expect, right? Mm. And even when I think about their journey as entrepreneurs, because my parents are entrepreneurs, um, in 2020, they had the biggest year in their whole business. And I think about all those years of how generous they were and how that came back to them in a huge way during that time, because there was a huge need for what they had um, or for, for what they offer. So I saw that, but my relationship with money was often about, I, I could always attract it easily, but I couldn't hold it. I would spend it and I would, and I was using money to numb out in life. I was using money to find ways to escape from life, you know, um, through culture, through 
being with other people and doing what they were doing through eating, through shopping, through all of those things, right? Mm. And money is just neutral in this whole experience. And then early on, when I graduated with my master's, I got my first job in corporate America and I undercut what I asked for in my salary. And I proceeded to go into debt in my first three years of working in corporate America. I was making a salary that in the, the New York City area that was for more the country, <laughs> the countryside, if you will. Um, so I learned very quickly that money, that we put a lot of power on money. And what I was able to do early on was manifest in my second job, triple what I was making. And I didn't ask anyone for permission. I didn't tell myself that I needed to have many more jobs before I could make that amount. I just asked for what I desired and it came. Mm -hmm. And that's when things fundamentally shifted for me. And there was still a lot of exploration, but I thought I'm 25 making six figures. How's this possible? This is not what I read about. And it wasn't then, you know? Now we're seeing the 30 under 30 and the this and the that, but it, it still was very rare at that time. And most people undervalue themselves. And the, the value we put in ourselves is the value that comes back to us in money. So I would, I started to coach a lot of people in career and negotiating. I learned I was very good at negotiating and I learned that I was very good with having a healthy relationship with money and getting myself out of debt very quickly. And I never uh, blamed money specifically. And I didn't have the language like we have now where money is energy and this and that, which it is. But I always worked with money and it always came to me when I would collaborate with it. So that was the fundamental shift. And there's many more stories after that, but that's what what really started for me. From a young child though, even growing up where we didn't have a lot of money, et cetera, I didn't, I don't have as many limiting beliefs around money. And I can see the areas in my life that I have limiting beliefs at a subconscious level. Money, I don't. I pretty much believe anything's possible with money. And therefore I experience that reality. It's pretty wild. Okay, there's a few things that I wanna dive in here. So. You grew up in a family, from what I understand, where the relationship with money was quite healthy. Was yeah, more yes, and I think they were generous with money, but they struggled for sure, like most okay. people. And okay, yeah. so what I want to understand is at where did you? How did you get to developing this healthy relationship with money? Because it looked like. You, as you said, you went to New York, you clearly undervalued yourself. You were paid uh, an outside New York person's salary while living inside New York. Yeah. And so where did it come from? Did you read a book? Did you listen to a podcast? Did you speak to a person? Did you just have an intuitive awakening? How did that happen? Yeah, I hadn't read anything on money energetics or abundance mindset at this time. I was on my own. And I didn't want, what was the driving force underneath is that I didn't want to have to go back to my hometown, number one. Mm. And I didn't want to have to ask my parents for help or anyone for help. And so I pushed myself into sovereignty, independence, if you will. 
And I pushed myself to really figure this out and have this breakthrough on my own. That was the driving force that I wasn't going to give up on my ambition and on eventually my, my dream of becoming an entrepreneur, which I always knew I was a born entrepreneur. Mm. Um, I knew, I, I think much like you, I consider myself a visionary and I consider myself a visionary that can see things that are beyond this time we're living in. And I know what we are moving towards and I know what we need to put that in place. And that, to be honest, early on, Mario, it was an internal driving force that I can only, of course, toss up to it being from my soul, yeah. truly. Yeah. And it was much more intuitive than I think I knew at the time. Mm. Um, and that for, when I tripled my salary, I thought, oh my God, money is just out there waiting for us to claim it. Hmm. Money is just out there waiting for us to be open, to receive it, to ask for it. Yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, we know this in the healing space and the spiritual world, things are much more simpler than humans make them. And money is no different. So let's, that, hold on. let's talk about that because this yeah. is really good, right? Yeah. This is, I think this is important for a lot of people to hear because you just said money is a lot simpler than what most of us make it to be. Can you elaborate on what you mean? Yes, absolutely. So I know there's some people that are going to not love this statement, but money truly is energy. Just like everything is energy on this planet. Yes. We are souls that are energy bodies that are in human form. Everything is energy and everything is looking for a, it's true law of attraction stuff where it's like money is looking for a safe place to go. And I actually equivalent a lot between money and safety because Money is a neutral energy. It doesn't even really care if we're going to do the best with it. Some of that's more spiritual beliefs, but money truly needs a place to go. So a lot of times in this space, what I ask people is, what are your containers to receive money? So if you're in a career or if you're not, I know we're talking to entrepreneurs for the most part. So entrepreneurs, I mean, we, in my opinion, have the broadest landscape to create and to receive money. Yeah. We can create portals, containers, products, services, if you will, that money can flow into. Money does need a place to go, though. That's the simplest way to put it. So if we just say, I am manifesting $100,000, what is that for? For what? Is it for healing? Is it for the business? Is it to reinvest in myself? Is it for coaching? These are the stories we hear time and time again of how the money just comes when our intention is strong and we actually are calling in money for a purpose because money really needs to flow. It can't be hoarded. So the simple answer is money is attracted to where it is welcomed. Ooh, I like that. Money is attracted to where it's welcomed. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot To And you know, to your point, when you started out said, oh, this might be a little bit, you know, you didn't say those words, but a bit mumbo jumbo for some people when they talk about energy. And I was one of those people, even though I've done a lot of inner work, I've done countless plant medicine ceremonies, there was still that analytical mind of mine saying, no, this is all bullshit. You're just making it up. We just want to believe it. And so I just came back. I told you early before we started from a Dr. Joe Dispenza retreat. 
Yeah. Uh, it was a week-long retreat. And Dr. Joe Dispenza, for those of you who don't know, highly recommend to check him out. He is a scientist. He is, uh, his name is Dr. Joe Dispenza. So he, um, he has a PhD. He's a quantum uh, physicist, and he works with brain science. And this man explained to all of us how the science of manifestation works. And I was a skeptic before. Now I am sold. I get it. I understand it because he explained it purely science-driven. And so now when you say everything in energy, I'm like, yeah, of course it is. So now all of these things to me make perfect sense. And I've already manifested consciously. I've consciously manifested a lot more over these past days. My opinion, my belief, and I would love to hear your um, perspective on this as well, is that our entire life is a manifestation of ourselves. We, right. People go around and talk about, oh, I've manifested this, I've manifested that. It's like, but I believe you've manifested everything. Everything mm -hmm. that you see in your reality is 100% your manifestation. It's just that we like to claim only the goodies. That's right. <laughs> oh, we do. We do. One example, I'll tell you a story that to this day is so unreal to me, but I believe it fully and I know it happened. My first year of being an entrepreneur, I left corporate America in February, 2021. I was diagnosed with a, a little bit of a health thing at the exact, like a couple days before I was going to leave. And I still took the leap of faith because it would have been a lot safer yeah. to stay. Okay. So that happened in the beginning of that year. I said, I set my intention for the year. And I said, I am creating my business and making $300,000. I said that every single day. Just in the morning, there was nothing magical around it. I wasn't even, I don't even really, I didn't even really meditate at the time. And I would just say that every day, declare it out loud with everything I had. And that year I made $315,000. Wow. And the money just came to me, just came and came. And it, it would flow from sources I didn't even know. I barely promoted myself when I left. Um, I had a couple clients to start on the marketing consulting side, which is part of what I do. And I was shocked and there was a lot of factors, but I, I do think I'm a big believer that there are hundreds of thousands of millions of combinations of ways things can happen. That's the etheric quantum field, right? So the universe conspires to bring us everything we need and desire when we take leaps of faith. I am, a 100% believer that to live a remarkable life requires leaps of faith. Yeah. And most people stay small. A lot of entrepreneurs stay small. And we read the stories of the ones that are very successful. What we didn't see is the leaps of faith. And yeah. we, we just don't see that in our culture. We see the success story. We don't see what it took to get there. But when that happened to me, that's when I knew that was the breaking point. That was the turning point when I knew I, my soul was destined and called to teach on abundance yeah. because it's unbelievable. Like, again, if you had known the mechanisms of how I navigated that year, first of all, I had a spiritual awakening all while this was happening. I had a health thing go down, which is often a big piece of the spiritual awakening. I wasn't at my top game. I just, I cannot stress this enough for everyone. So when I say that money just simply needs us to ask and to declare it and to have a container for it to go into, it will just come even when we're not in our highest vibe. 
there's this belief, I think, floating around the space of like always having to be in joy and feeling good. I was in a rough space for most of that year and I made the most mm. double what I ever made in corporate America. So that this, these are the experiences that people like me that are fully embodied in abundance consciousness have. Yeah. And how do you explain that? Yeah. Right. Okay. So this is, this is, this is very interesting. So now I want to challenge you for a moment. I want to, I want to ask you, pretend that I am one of your clients mm -hmm. and I come to you and I say, Lauren, I want to manifest, you know, let's say I want to manifest just for the sake of it, a hundred thousand dollars coming into, uh, to, into my life. Mm -hmm. Now, what would you recommend in terms of steps? Mm -hmm. The very first thing we have to do is look at your relationship with money mm. and look at the origin story that you may or may not have taken on from your family of origin. Yeah. You have to look at the energetics of how you're relating to money. Mm. I akin money to relationships. It is no different. And our relationship with money affects our relationships with humans, like especially in our intimate partnerships, we will tear that intimate partnership down if money is not in a healthy place. So I would first want to look at your relationship with money. And I would say to you, how do you feel about money? Okay. How would you describe your relationship with money? How do you feel about it? Mm. How do I feel about money? Money, I see money as a tool. Mm -hmm. I see money as means to provide and to enable and to help. I see money. Yeah. Now, now that I'm in a, in a much, much better financial place, I feel a lot more relaxed around money. Yeah. But a couple of years ago, I felt a lot more stressed about money. Yeah, absolutely. And so ooh, there's one thing. I tend to sometimes not look at my financials on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, that's fine. Ah, it'll yeah. grow. And I yeah. know there's an unconscious belief that says, if I look at it all the time and I see something that doesn't happen the way that I anticipated, I'm like, yeah. ah. so there's an avoidance of seeing it. Absolutely. I think that's a good word too. It's like, Where are we avoiding our current reality and relationship with money? And how can we move to simply accepting our current reality and relationship with money? Because it really is moving to acceptance first, which is what I would say to someone I'm working with first. And that's when we can create. We are creator beings. We have lost our relationship to being creators. We think that all these things are happening to us and we're victims and we're this and we're that. And with money specifically, it is the scapegoat we all use to why we can't live a happier, joyful, more purpose fulfilled, free life. Right. Right. What if we flipped that on its head and chose to start co-creating and working with money as if it was a person right next to us? Yeah. The first thing I, I would offer to anyone listening is to write an actual letter to money. You can write a letter to the money you currently have, or just write a letter to the, ener the, the bigger energy of money. Yeah. And really see what comes up when you write and be very honest in that letter. Talk very directly. You know, 
Speak about your concerns. Speak about your fears. Speak about what you desire from money. And I'm telling you, that simple ritual, you will notice a shift in your money in the, in the weeks after. Absolutely. Whether new money comes in, you, could, you start looking at your accounts and you feel at peace, there will be a miracle. There are miracles with money every single day. We hear these stories. This is not new stuff, but I, I really believe that skepticism and cynicism is what keeps us from unlocking more money because some of this does require getting really clear on how much money we really need and desire, right? It's like, what are my fundamentals for what I need to live day to day? And then what are my actual expansion points for the kind of money I'm calling in? The reason people might say, why did I pick 300,000? Well, that number, since I was very young, I always thought if I could just make 300,000 every year for the rest of my life, I'd be really happy. Because one of the things I'm very skeptical and weary of is the path to greed, which is prevalent on mm. earth. I never want to slip to greed because to your point earlier, if there's more than enough, if we really know, and I use the term know versus believe, if we know there is more than enough money for everyone to thrive, there's more than enough possibilities for everyone to thrive in their life. To your point earlier, pending if they are clear on what they actually desire, which most people aren't. But if they, if, if we get to that place when we're clear, and there's more than enough, why do we need to have excess amounts of money? There's a difference between overflow and excess. And when we say giving from our overflow with money, that's when we actually can feel heart-centered and being generous. When we buy the dinner for everyone, or we pay for the coffee for the person behind us, we do that out of a space of overflow because we feel so secure to your point yeah. in what, in our money. But when we're constantly striving for more money. It, it's a lot of people get lost on that path and all of a sudden they don't even know why they want more money. Yeah. Yeah. I see that a lot. I see that a lot with clients of mine. I myself have fallen to that multiple times. Uh, this constant, yeah. Okay. Now I'm 10 K 20 K 30 K 40 K 50 K 60 K 70 K per month. And then it's like, well, why? And then I asked myself, and I'm curious to hear how you would go about this. I was like, I'm a, I'm a very happy, fulfilled human being simply because I get to do this. Mm -hmm. like, if I can coach people and have these conversations, I, I get to provide transformations to people. I can eat well, I can travel. And, you know, that to me is a very full life. So for me personally, I don't have this strong desire to sort of drive a Lamborghini only first class and get my, buy myself Rolexes. I know that there is a point in my life where I will have that, but it's not this drive. However, when I think about providing for my wife, uh, providing for buying my dad a house or renovating his one that he has, uh, taking my mother around a, a world trip and, you know, paying for people to come with me to Dr. Joe Dispenza retreat. Um, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. I feel good. I feel like, wow. Okay. So how would you then utilize that? 
That is, it's so powerful. And the first thing that comes up for me is this fill in the blank prompt that I would ask people to play with, which is, I feel abundant when. Mm. I feel abundant when. You can even use the word prosperous. I feel prosperous when. I, but I, I feel abundant when. And I recently did a, I tuned in deeply to when I actually feel abundant. And I really mean this. It's when I'm generous. Yeah. If I can have enough money to what you just said, I just did an event for 300 people and it was free and it was a luxurious event in May. And I was trying, I, I did that to show people that abundance is real. That was my intention because most people are like, how is that possible that this is free? Yeah. So being generous lights us up. It activates our heart center and it makes us feel honestly more connected to this life on earth mm. just does. Mm. And I think money becomes the scapegoat for humans trying to escape the intense experience of, of being human. It's, it's a, it's a very intense experience. That's why we're starting to have these deeper conversations about how we're all souls having a temporary experience. And that's what my brand does. Yeah. And for anybody who's skeptical, I am telling you, this is how you break free. Everybody desires to feel unstoppable in life. We don't want the government to stop us. We don't want to feel victim to world events. We don't want to feel victim to our childhood or the heartbreaks we've had in our life. You know how you do that? You remember that you're a soul, yes. a spark of the divine and a temporary human body here to learn lessons and have yes. experiences. That's it. It's really quite simple. Back to the top of how life is much more simpler than we make it. Um, we're here to go through trials. We're here to let go and learn detachment and all these things that we don't always love. But at the end of the day, how are we actually welcoming money in to support us as souls and human bodies? Because to be honest, we're entering a time right now that there's a timeline that's really meant to be very golden age, like very prosperous, very abundant, but that takes us consciously choosing that timeline and the requirement, the only requirement for choosing that timeline on earth is to choose to dismantle and break free of scarcity and fear paradigms that are designed to keep us trapped. Because I, I said this to you many times, but I'm going to say it right now because it's coming through again. This is like something I channeled once. I never forgot it. When you keep people trapped in fear and scarcity, you can control them. So if we're feeling controlled in our life, again, trapped, not free, we have to look at that. And coming back to our own power as creator beings that we can create our reality is the only way. So good. So, so good. And I want you to rewind <laughs> rewind, go back, listen to this again, take notes. And what you said, I came to initially through an analytical understanding because I was like, nah, come on, wishy-washy. Yeah. Right? What do you, and then I went through the route of psychology and I was like, okay, what is it that makes me unstoppable in life? Mm -hmm. And I said, mm -hmm. okay, the, the less I am controlled by fear, Mm -hmm. the more unstoppable I am. Because if I'm not controlled by fear, I can live my life by choice. That's I can right. say, I'm going to get up at five. I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this. And doing all these things will give me the life that I want to do. 
But because yeah. I'm controlled by fear, instead of getting up at five, I get up at seven because I wake up, oh, it's so hard. Oh, I don't want to do it. Oh, right. Or because I'm controlled by fear, I'm not going to reach out to my friend in New York and say, hey, I feel like I'm putting together this event. That would be really cool. And if I didn't put together this event, then I would not meet the kind of people that would help me create a more abundant life, a bigger business or whatever. Right? So it is fear that's holding me back from doing the thing that will help me create the life I want. In that case, I become unstoppable. So now then I ask myself, what is it that creates fear? And I said, okay, fear is not a real thing. It's not something that you find in nature. So it's, an, it's a psychological construct that is then perceived by the body because the body responds to the mind. Right? So then I was like, okay. How is fear created in, in my mind? Okay, fear is created in my mind through a psychological identity. Mario yes. is. And according to those beliefs, that's how fear responds. So if, if, if Mario is not enough, Mario is stupid, Mario is broke, Mario is whatever, if all these beliefs are in my head, that's what generates the fear. So then I ask myself, okay, what is Mario? I said, well, Mario is just a an identity, a psychological idea. Really, that's what it is. So then I asked myself, well, how do I change that? And I said, okay, I can just upgrade Mario to a sort of a better version of Mario, but it's still Mario. Mm -hmm. It's still, it's just an up-leveled version of Mario. There's still fear. And I was like, okay, how do I get rid of fear completely? Is that even possible? And I was like, okay, I need to change my identity to something other than a person. I need to... And then I came to the idea of like God. I was like, what is God? And I said, well, God is this idea of this all-knowing, all-loving force of nature that we tell ourselves we understand, but we don't really do. And I was like, okay, what, is, what would be the mindset of God? I said, the mindset of God will be all-accepting and all-forgiving. I said, well, if I had that mindset or more of that mindset, how would I feel? Oh, I would feel unstoppable. Because I'm all accepting and all forgiving of myself. And that's how I got to spirituality. Because I'm like, well, the only idea to, the only people that got there already are spiritual people. So then I went into what is spirituality about? And then I found it's about elevating consciousness. And I was like, that's how you become unstoppable. 100%. That was well said. That was definitely like mic drop. <laughs> And I think one thing I would really want to offer people is I made the mistake throughout my life thinking that everything had to take a long time, that healing and growth was a long yeah. process. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it? Or could it? Could we make a shift overnight, instantly? This is where we get into the power of choice, which I know you love. Again, back to how we're creator beings. As humans, we don't love when we're made to have to look at how responsible and accountable we are for our lives and lived reality right now. Yeah. Yeah. We don't love that because that means that there aren't external forces that are fully responsible for what we're living right now. And I would ask everyone to look at the reality they're living right now and trace back the choices they've made or not made that created that. Because if you can see that the choices 
you've made, created the current reality, you can break through and actually see that if you made different choices, your reality is going to be completely different and more of what you desire. So I want to encourage people to not think, oh, this is going to take forever to like body abundance. And this is a simple choice. It's a choice to believe and know. And, and, and here, here's the simple way to choose it. I choose to live in the abundant universe that we live in. I choose that because the universe is waiting for every human to choose it. And the ones that are choosing it are experiencing it. And everyone's like, well, how are they experiencing it? No one is better than the other. No one is more powerful than the other. No one. We are all made from the same source. So what would it look like in your life if you chose today to believe that we live in an abundant universe full of infinite possibilities and that you are a limitless being? You are an eternal spiritual being that is limitless in a confined form that does have some limits, right? Human form. So I made the mistake of thinking I had to choose these things and it would take years to get there. And I, I, I don't want to see people do that. I think the shift can happen right now. People are rapidly awakening spiritually rapidly and it's happening every day. And that's why the more we speak on this, the better, because there are people right now that are lonely and struggling because they're awakening. Right. And to be clear, what it means to awaken, <laughs> I think people are hear this term and they're like, what does that mean? It means to remember you're a soul in a human body temporarily. That's what it means. Oh my God, I really am not just this form all the time. Yeah. And then there's a lot that unfolds from there. So the first money miracle that people have is when they shift, really. It like seals the deal. It like anchors into their their field, if you will. And Right now, if you choose to believe in an abundant universe and you just say that to yourself, declare it out loud, guarantee you within weeks, you'll experience a money miracle. That money miracle could be the person in front of you buys your coffee. That money miracle could be all of a sudden you get a ton of new clients and you're like, how'd that happen? Because the way, how it happened is you signaled to the infinite possibilities around you that you're ready to receive them. And then portals open. It's the best way I can describe it. It's like a portal opens and it just flows in. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about a little bit is money and, and how it needs to be circulated, spent. <laughs> Before we go there, I want to ask you something just to clarify it. So yeah. when you say choosing abundance, I assume you mean choosing intelligently. Uh, there's, I assume you don't just so uh, that you sit there and you're like, I choose to live in an abundant world. Yes. Okay. And then, you know, somebody knocks on the door. God damn, what do you want from me? I'm trying to make money here. Yeah. But there's, a, there's a process there. Right? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? This comes back to our intention. And what I mean by intention is, are we really believing what we're saying? Are we choosing to try, even if you don't fully believe it, it's okay. Some of the, de the declaring things out loud is, I mean, we truly speak things into existence. Look what I spoke into existence in my first year of business. Yeah. So if, if we truly speak things into existence, just by declaring it out loud, your intention will get stronger. Your belief will get stronger. Yeah. A lot of people don't allow themselves to say things out loud because they feel foolish or they think they're crazy Right. And so that's why some of this has to be just like you on your own, like having a conversation with money, having 
a conversation with the abundant universe we live in. But I would say it starts with intention and the like there will be immediate tests, if you will, or external people or situations that test that declaration pretty quickly. Because yeah. again, there are forces on earth that don't want people to feel abundant. Mm -hmm. So what if what if we use that as the motivation? Right? You asked me like why why was I motivated to, you know, call in more money and be supported early in my life? It's because I didn't I don't want to fall in line. Most people don't. And what if the motivation is I'm going to transcend this limiting belief of scarcity yeah. and break free. Yeah. The, the most dangerous people in the world are the types that are conscious and wealthy. Mm -hmm. 100%. That, that, that's how we change the world. And I didn't, I didn't get this for a long time. I was like, I, I, I'm just spiritual. I'm just peaceful. I'm better than everybody else. I don't need money. And I was like, shit, am I going to be able to pay my rent? I was like, well, that, that, that makes me a weak person. So I love your point to sort of seeing that as a means to, you didn't say that, but, you know, fight back against yes. the forces out there that, yes. that want to, don't want to see you abundant, that want to see you fall in line, that want to see you controlled, like, yes. you know, do the things that everybody does without questioning them. So I love that perspective. And I would love for you to continue elaborate because you had something that was very important that I already forgot. Oh, I know. I, well, I think one of the things is money needs to be circulated. That's one yes. thing I wanted to touch on. You know, there's this, everything does come back to intention. So a lot of people are hoarding money because they're afraid that they're going to run out of it, right? That is an intention that's powering scarcity, no matter how much money one has in the bank. Right. Um, there are still, no matter what, a lot of mystery to why things happen. This is where, back to your point about the skeptics and stuff, like this is where I'll get into the soul stuff. We come here to learn lessons. Some people are here to have different experiences with money or different experiences in relationships. That to me is the way to understand why some people have certain experiences and others don't. Mm. But that is also the old earth. We are living in a time when our soul is coming more online in the human body to truly embody being a creator being. So my belief and what I've seen with hundreds of thousands of other people that believe this is that we're entering a time on earth when we can create anything we desire, as long as it's coming from the right intention yeah. and the truest intention, right? So if we're hoarding money, then we technically don't believe there's enough. If we're really clear on what we're saving and why, if we're clear on what we're spending and why of the money we have, if we're clear on what we're investing and why, that's great. The, the, the why question is the intention. Why do I want $100,000 to drop into my reality, right? Entrepreneurs, I don't know if a lot of people know this phrase, but like a cash injection, cash infusion, right? Mm. A lot of people want those. <laughs> and the way to call in a cash infusion is to be really, really, really clear on where is that going to go? Where is that money going to go? Is it going to get invest, reinvested into my business? Is it going to be to hire a team? Is it going to be so I can take a year-long sabbatical and travel? Money doesn't care. Money is not asking us to work more either, you know? So that's why that letter to money, a lot can get revealed. Mm -hmm. 
mm. especially because money's going to start talking back to you in the physical world, in experiences you're going to have. Mm. You write that letter to money, all of a sudden you opened up a conversation for the first time in your life, maybe even your ancestral line directly with money. It's just, there's so much that will start to happen from there because money's going to start talking back to you. So when I come full circle to how money does need to be circulated, money is not designed to just sit in a bank account. Yeah. It's not. And it's really, because think about it, the field of infinite possibilities, there's someone, money is looking at the money I have and saying, there's someone out there that needs, that is manifesting something that Lauren is perfect for ah. back to law of attraction. They're a perfect match. Maybe it's a, a graphic designer that I'm supposed to hire. That's going to help me create amazing work. And I'm the one that has the money to pay that person and that person. And all of a sudden we're a match and then we're brought together by mystical forces. Right? Mm -hmm. So money itself as an energy is looking for the matches that are a match for each other. So if money is just sitting in our account, it really won't grow and we won't expand and we won't be able to receive more because yeah. money itself as an energy feels stuck. Man, I am, I'm loving this. This is so good. So juicy. <laughs> I'm taking notes here. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this later. I'm <laughs> loving this. This is so good. So now what would you say is it that a lot of entrepreneurs are doing wrong when it comes to expanding their money container, when it comes to, you know, manifesting money. Let, let's talk about this phenomena of hard work because this is thrown around so much. And I have a certain belief around that. And sometimes I want to be really transparent here. Sometimes I fall back into that old paradigm. And then, thankfully, I have a wonderful wife who sends me messages like today early and she's like, remember to be in your heart. And it's like, that's why I love you. Right. So I want to hear from you. What is your perspective on hard work? And you know, what would you recommend to do instead? So happy you missed this. Well, the first thing that I, I want to say about this is most entrepreneurs have not and do not understand the fundamental aspect of value exchange. So we're going to get into value exchange in a second. But the second piece is back to being a creator being. If someone out there wants to create their reality where they have to work 14 hour days, the energies around us are going, okay, you can choose that. But does that work take 14 hours? No, generally not. So what if back to being a creator being as a human creating my reality, what if I say, I declare that I am only going to work four hours a day and inside of those four hours, I am going to, you know, it's like creating a container for ourselves. I love to think of everything as containers because that's how we can actually visualize it to see it as a potential reality. Otherwise it's just fluff and conversation to your point. So if I'm going to create a container of work for myself for four hours, first of all, inside of that four hours, I want to get really clear about what I'm going to do. Maybe an hour is for creating, maybe an hour is for admin, maybe an hour is for connection and com cultivating community and right engaging with people, networking, et cetera. 
So if I have this four hour container, I am declaring to the universe and to all the support around me, seen and unseen, that that is my working window. And to be honest, I'm probably going to be, I, I do this now, more efficient and productive inside of that than if I just worked 14 hours. And then my body's also going to thank me, which is a bigger piece. Um, when we say or do like everything is about what we end up doing at the end of the day, our actions are what signal to everything around us. So if we work 14 hour days and start to have success in our business, we're going to equate that to, oh, I must have to work 14 hours to have success. Yes. I would encourage everyone to be really clear that that is not necessarily what's creating success. True. Okay. And there's an experiment that can be done where we simply declare we're going to work less and see if the results change because they generally don't or they get even bigger. And that's what really trips people out. It's like, how can I be working? I, that year, when I made three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars, I I was hard. I wasn't working that much because I had a lot of personal things going on. Right. I probably worked ten to twelve hours a week, right? And this goes back to value exchange. Or I'm going to come full circle to that now. We have we are coming out of a time in the culture that equates money for an hour of work. Mm. Right? We're breaking that whole cycle. And the thing about entrepreneurs is they're not really doing anything much different than corporate America that is these eight hour, 10 hour, 12 hour work days. Sure. They're just sure. doing the same thing in their own business. And sure. then that's leading to burnout anyway. So what's the point? The point as an entrepreneur fundamentally is to experience freedom and to actually create a business that is fulfill, fulfilling and fueled by your purpose on this planet as a unique soul. So it's like, a lot of entrepreneurs are not pricing their offerings high enough because they don't value themselves enough. To get access to my time, Mario, is costs a certain amount because of how I value myself, right? And there are people out there, there are clients out there that people that I didn't end up working with that didn't see the value in that. And then they moved on. And then I attracted many more clients that paid me exactly what I desired because it's how I value myself. So value exchange is about our skills, our gifts. It is not about the time we're spending on something. And so what's going to start happening is everyone's going to start reevaluating their relationship with time. The other thing that limits us the way we allow it to with money, we can collapse time. We can triple time. We can expand time. Right. It's just in the mind to your point. Um, and to be honest, I've manifested the most money when I've been either like on vacation or in a state of rest. Most people don't manifest a lot of money from being in a burnout state. Yes. Now that money might come two weeks later after working 14 hour days for a week straight, but it's probably coming in because of actually being in a rest state. <clears throat> I would encourage people to think about receiving and, and the energy of receiving money because there's giving and there's receiving, there's attracting, there's holding money. It's like this attract or 
yeah, attract, receive, hold is the, the way I think about it. But to be in receiving of anything, we have to like literally be in a surrendered state, I would argue. Like our hands are out, like I'm receiving. So the more we create from a surrendered state, the better with money, specifically as an entrepreneur. And mm. I would encourage every entrepreneur to evaluate how they value themselves and their gifts. And if they're pricing their offerings accordingly. Mm. This is so good, especially the part that you talk about surrender. I've seen this in myself many times, just at the Dr. Joe uh, Dispenza retreat. He strongly underlines the importance of surrender and letting go. And that for me in the beginning of the retreat was the most difficult thing. Because yeah. I tried to figure things out. I was like, you know, I'm used to just like making it happen. Da, 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 da. You know, this is, this is how it works. And whenever I did that, the experience that I had in the meditations wasn't as powerful. Mm -hmm. The moment I went into, I let go. It doesn't yeah. matter. Just release. Crazy things started to happen. Crazy yeah. things. And so... I think this underlines the point that you said in the very beginning, that the most important thing is to ask. Yeah. But so many entrepreneurs have such a hard time asking. Yes. That they go into hustle. Yes. Rather than making a smart decision. Like, let's bring this out of into the 3D for a moment. This is what I've experienced. Over the past year and a half, I've made quantum leaps in my brand and my person and my business and my, and my money. And I noticed that a lot of it came from me simply asking people, hey, would you be interested in working with me? Would you be open to exploring this? Mm -hmm. Or do you know somebody that can help, help me share my message? That's how I got my TEDx talk, which is now at 1.2 million views. Imagine me not having asked. That's right. All of those people that uh, wouldn't have impacted by, by the message. So. It's, it's what I'm learning is to soften and to say, and to ask for help. Now I have a success principle that says, before I ask how, I ask who. So anytime I have a question now that I can't answer, who do I know? This guy, this person, this one. And answers and solutions come quick, quick, quick. Yeah, I don't do any more cold reach outs or, you know, I go through relationships and I go through into meditation and I surrender and I, and I, and I see intuitively what's coming up. Okay. Reach out to this person, do this thing, do that. And things are happening at a faster pace than ever before. And to your point of collapsing time, I've experienced this. I used to think that's just BS, right? How do you collapse time? But then I, re then I experienced how fast things actually manifest in my life, both in my, in the business and in, in a personal sense. And, you know, I, I did a four and a half hour meditation at Dr. Joe Dispenza, and I thought it would be the hardest thing to do in my life. I was like, four and a half hours sitting down? Are you crazy? And then one and a half hours later, that's what I told myself, the thing was over. I'm like, wait, what? I'm not done yet. I'm, I want to go deeper. And it ended up being a four and a half hour experience that mm. I could have sworn to you felt like an hour and a half. It's amazing. It's so magical. <laughs> it's very real. You know, it's very, very real. And when we're in a waking conscious state, our mind really limits things. The key is to bridge 
when we're in an unconscious state, how limitless everything feels. The key is to create that when we're consciously awake, right? And I, I believe that to call in more money, we have to feel more connected to our sense of self on in this moment on earth, but also connected to our soul. I just believe that if we don't feel connected to our soul, when the going gets tough or when think when we do have to surrender or let go, the, the question that kind of can get people in a dark space is like, what am I doing all this for? Why am I here? Like, what is this all for? Right. So the clearer we get on the soul and our purpose and our reason and our intention, the more that we actually receive and can manifest in this life. Because there's a, there's a lot that's waiting for us to just ask and claim it and receive it. And I, I don't want to see a lot of people spend their lives the way previous generations have, just living in fear right up until the end. Yeah. We're really being asked to break free of that now. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, so, so good. Lauren, this conversation has been truly profound comes at the right time, at the right place, as, yes. as usual. And before we wrap up, you do have an invitation for our listeners. Yes. Um, I know that you had something that you shared with me in the beginning. So please share that with um, people that are listening now. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I am really calling in people that want to go deeper in this work with me. Um, right now I have an offering that is the abundance activation immersion, where we go deep in an intensive way on breaking free of scarcity and activating abundance specifically in your life. This is for people who are ready to up level in a way they never have, who are ready to see the world through a whole different lens and who are ready to receive miracles around money in their life right now. And the only way to break free of scarcity is to immerse yourself in the world of abundance. And that's what we will do one-on-one. -on -one. My intention is to create the safest space for, for anyone that's willing to go into that, into that container with me. So that's mm. what I want to focus on right now. I love that. And if somebody feels called to, to take your invitation on, what's the best way that they can find you? Yes, they could find me on Instagram at house of underscore low, or they can also email me Lauren at house of co. Beautiful. I will be sure to add all of that in the show notes. Lauren, Yay. my dear, thank you so much for being on the Zenpreneur podcast. You have uh, dropped uh, a lot of wisdom. I have taken notes. Uh, I'm going to go into that. I'm taking on writing that letter. That was very valuable to me. And yeah. I know if it's valuable to me, it's also valuable to a lot of my listeners. So thank you so much for being who you are. Oh, thank you, Mario. I am so grateful for you. And thank you for the work you are doing to shift hearts and minds on earth. It's the higher realms are applauding you. So thank you. <laughs> well, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you, my dear friend, for making this possible, for being a listener on the Zenpreneur podcast. And I will see you on the next episode.